0: Hello and welcome to the Tiny Moments Podcast. My name is Taylor Francisco and I'm your host. The Tiny Moments Podcast is all about appreciating those tiny moments in life because one day you're going to look back and realize they were actually the big moments. Expect a lot of conversations about life, self-love, growth, and sometimes TMI. (laughs) if you're listening, you take something away from this episode or you feel inspired or maybe you just feel a little bit happier than you did earlier. Thank you so much for being here with me and let's get into it. Hello and welcome to the tiny moments podcast. My name is Taylor from taylorfrancisco.com and I am a social media manager, content creator, writer, YouTuber, podcaster, apparently all things digital. And today I'm so excited about our guest, So Belle is a content creator from Winnipeg who posts about life, style, beauty, and self-care in an honest and real way. She recently stepped outside of her comfort zone to publicly speak on a panel at a networking event, sharing with her audience how she had to overcome that fear. That's one of the things I love most about her and the type of content that she creates is that she shows both the ups and downs, making it really easy to connect with her. So Belle, do you want to introduce yourself and tell everyone who you are and what you do? Yeah.
1: I feel like you introduced me already, but <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So my name is Belle. It's actually short for Cybelle. Um, and I am, I would say a part-time content creator, but more so casual because I, I, you know, whenever I have free time, um, I work full time with the University of Manitoba. And yeah, I just like sharing, you know, my little um, little bits and pieces of my life and people seem to gravitate towards a lot of um, my fitness posts, my cats and <laughs> the rare times that I post about Derek. <laughs> Which I love my, the cat. Yeah. Posts. <laughs> yeah everyone's just like more cats please. I'm like, okay, well, I mean, I can make a cat account. <laughs> that's <what> you want.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I love um, the cat posts. I love the Derek posts. Sorry <laughs> to cut you off there. <laughs> no, <that's okay. laughs> um, yeah. So like, why do you do what you do and what is the heart behind your content creation? Uh, yeah, so I
1: totally enjoy just sharing little bits of my life. Um, I feel like I, I I made a little small community that I just absolutely love. And Winnipeg is ultra small. So, you know, when you're a creator in Winnipeg, you kind of tend to know a lot of more people. And that's why I love posting because it's, I love meeting new people. And if I didn't,
0: Create this account,
1: I wouldn't have met all of the wonderful people that I have met so far. Like, it's only been about three. When did I start? 2018. Wow. Yeah. So it's been since 2018. And I don't have like a large account, but from from zero followers to whatever it is right now, 27 something, like to me, that's even crazy because like 27 people care about what I post. I don't know. Even two people would have been
0: like, like yeah. I mean, like, think of 2,700 people in a room. That's a lot of people. And I think, like, we often forget just how many people are in our community. And I think, like, I also... I think there's a really special place for micro, yeah, micro content creators, micro influencers right now. Because it's like, you know, when you, you hear from a friend, oh, this product is really good. You should try it. Or like, oh, you should go to this restaurant, right? We're gonna go. I literally bought this, like, cool lip gloss that my friend Carrie recommended to me from shoppers because it's like plumping. It looks so good on her. And and that's all I needed. Right. It's just like her to tell me, go get this. So I feel like there's so much more value in having your really engaged community. And I personally don't think it matters, you know, how many followers you have, because there could be someone out there with 20K followers who don't have 2700 people engaged. Right. Obviously, 100% engagement is not a thing anywhere. But I'm just saying, I think there's so much value in having a smaller community, right? Yeah, 100%. I
1: totally agree. We, I talk about this all the time um, with my partner, Derek. And um, it's, it's more about the engagement for me than anything else. Like, I, I honestly don't care about like the, the uh, following. And I remember when I first started, it was all about the following. Like, how do I get mm-hmm. 10,000 followers? And now it's more like, you know, I just, I want to engage with people. And now it seems like no one wants to engage. Like, it just feels like it's all real. No one wants to comment on things. It's like, oh, it's
0: not fun anymore. I know. There's been so many changes with social media in the last little bit. And obviously, with me having a social media agency, I have to really stay on top of it. But I could definitely see it being really exhausting for someone, well, for us as a social media agency, but then also for someone like you, who's like building your community, you're working full time. Um doing all the things, like how how has that shifted for you? Do you feel like you are enjoying it a little bit less or are you still feeling like you have your community like on your back, you're still enjoying it just the same? Yeah, so when I first started um, creating content, it was when I
1: uh, switched jobs from working more, I was doing actually events and stuff with um, the Children's Hospital and doing more fun stuff. And then when I went to the University of Manitoba, it was more... Um, i would say like analytics and uh, just not so fun stuff so i lost a lot of creative side uh, or the creative outlet so that's why i started instagram and uh, that was kind of the reason why i started that and so far i'm still kind of using it in that sense like i haven't really committed to you know doing uh instagram a lot more than what i am doing like if, if i have free time then i'm gonna utilize that time and do Instagram. And it's fun that way. But when I start to accept more collaborations and more campaigns, I find that I stress out a little bit more because I'm like a perfectionist and a procrastinator. And so when I leave all of these campaigns due to like the last minute, I freak out because it's not perfect. And then I stress myself out. And to me, that's not something that I want to want, how I want to live. So I have to always take a step back and kind of reevaluate why am I doing Instagram? Like I'm I'm just doing it for fun. So it's tough, like accepting so many campaigns if you're not going to, you know.
0: Yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I think it's really important and I'm, I'm really happy we're having this conversation because I feel like with a lot of podcasts or just whenever we hear about, you know, being a content creator, being an influencer, we always hear from people who have quote unquote already made it right. They're like hundred K followers and they're talking in hindsight about what it was like to build their account, what it was like to do networking and photo shoots and all the things. But rarely do we ever have a conversation with someone who's like in that stage, like I kind of call it the hustle stage, even though like not to say that you're doing this 24 seven and working yourself to the ground. But I do think it is the hustle stage where you're like networking, you're doing photo shoots, you're going to events, you're putting yourself out there, you're recording podcasts, you're doing brand deals, right? You're running your own page, you're engaging, you're like doing hashtag research, you're doing all the things. And I feel like that's not something that we touch on very often. Again, from someone who's like, in the nitty gritty of it. And I think there's a lot of value there because, you know, even talking about how brand deals can sometimes stress you out, like that's no different from someone who has 300K followers. We're doing all the same things, whether we're presenting it to 2000 followers or 3000, 300,000 followers, (laughs) right? It's it's pretty much the same process. So do you want to like, kind of just explain how you know, what your experience has been with this hustle and like how many things really go into this?
1: Yeah. um, Oh my gosh. That's a lot. It's a lot of work when you (laughs) actually like say what you have to do. It is a lot of work. And um, my experience so far has been pretty good. Um, I usually like to work with a lot of local brands, um, which has been fantastic because I never thought, honestly, (laughs) I never even thought like I would be able to do what I'm doing, like meeting all the people that I'm met working with all the brands that I've worked with. Like, it's pretty amazing. And I'm super grateful for all the brands that want to work with me. Uh, but it is a lot of work and finding time to create content on top of a full time job. I can't even imagine the full-time, um, full-time job and the working mom, you know, all of that, like kudos to them because we live in Winnipeg where the sun is, you know, barely here. (laughs) Yeah. So it's like finding time to shoot content outside. It's weekends or after work and it's just kind of, you just have to find the time to do it.
0: For sure. And actually I've been talking about this so much. It's like over the past year or so I've made a lot of mom friends and I get to hang out with them and their beautiful kids. And I'm just like, how do you function? Like, I have no idea. I was literally at my friend Melissa's place yesterday for dinner with her two amazing kids. And I was just like, I don't know how you own your own business and how you're like, your kids are so smart and amazing and you're doing all these things like, you know, and I think there's something to be said about that too. Like even, you know, for you having a full-time job, for the working moms, like content creation is a full-time job and then some. And I think even just, when you are doing it full-time it's like you don't really have the hours where you're working and then you're not working you're kind of always thinking about it at least for me and i've heard this a lot from other people you know like it'll be 11 o'clock at night and an idea will come and you'll go to write it down you end up in this rabbit hole and then you're doing market research and then you're looking at hashtags so do you feel like you've had a similar experience with that as like not being able to shut it off
1: yeah that's yeah that's totally me actually <laughs> um it's, I'm always constantly thinking about it and research like when I have to when I have a campaign to do it's like you're researching how to do it or you're researching examples of how other people do it and then you just kind of go into this rabbit hole of research yeah <laughs> on how you want something to look like and then you know five hours later it's like oh okay so I'm still doing this <laughs>
0: Right. I I found that a lot with reels. It's like, oh, this little voiceover. Okay. Let's do it. Six hours later, I'm like, what? (laughs) This is like 20 seconds. I thankfully now I've gotten past that point. And I always tell this to our clients if they're creating their own reels or my coaching students, I'm like, just do what you know is easy enough for you. Because I guess for some people, the more like intricate reels are fine for them. And maybe they have time or maybe they're just good at it. Maybe I suck, but I'm like, (laughs) there's so much that goes into these reels. There's so much that goes into taking these photos, picking the outfits, finding a location, training the Instagram boyfriends, right? Like (laughs) (laughs) there's a lot that goes into it. Um, I wanted to actually chat about the Instagram boyfriend thing because we all love Derek. How has it been involving him? Has he, well, obviously he's been very supportive. Does he like fully understand it? What's the vibe there?
1: Yeah. He's ultra supportive. I love him. Oh my gosh. He, <laughs> <laughs> it really helps because he actually graduated from uh, red river Creecom. Uh, so he has that background of communications and filming and all of that stuff. So I didn't really train him too hard. Um, it was, mostly, <laughs> it was mostly just how I want certain photos to look like. And I think that comes to practice. Um, yeah. it wasn't always like that. And uh, I think over the years, he just kind of knows like my style now and what angles I like. And you <laughs> know, he'll just take a whole, he'll just take like a hundreds of photos and I'll just choose which one I like, <laughs> but yeah, oh, he's been so super, nice. supportive, super supportive. Uh, he understands what I need to create content and he always pushes me to do more, you know, like Aww. I was always, I was kind of scared of the podcast. As you know, I, we talked about it. I was to do this in the beginning and he's like why what's scaring you are you doing it because you're scared or because you really don't want to
0: (laughs) because I'm I'm scared
1: he's like yeah but but being scared it gets you out of your comfort zone right and I'm like
0: (laughs) oh my gosh that's so wholesome we just love Derek and I could tell and I think I know actually that it makes a huge difference when you have a supportive partner because you know you really are who you spend you know your most time with. And I just feel like if we had to justify ourselves or if we had a partner who was like judgmental, because I've heard this story before from other content creators where they're like, yeah, my friends, my family, my partner, they don't get it. And I just can't, I can't imagine not having Glenn be supportive. Like I will say in the beginning, (laughs) he wasn't the best at taking my photos. It was like, double chin here, like fly away <laughs> hairs there. So now he kind of knows and now he's like, I think you should pop your hip out a little bit more. So like, you know, we love that. I feel I like- I love that. <laughs> so glad. I feel, right? We love Glenn. He's also very, he's similar to Derek where he's like, especially in the beginning when I was, I was so awkward. Like even to this, well, I think I'm a little less awkward to this day taking photos, which is like funny to hear because I post so much. But like, usually when I'm in front of the camera, I feel a little awkward. I used to feel very awkward when people would look at me in public. I don't give a shit anymore, but (laughs) I remember Glenn would just always encourage me and, you know, support me and always like push me to do more as well. And I think that's so huge, right? In anything, in any career that you're doing. But I think because content creation is so new and I think there's like almost a negative connotation around the term influencer, right? You think Mm -hmm. of these like, did see bubbly, selfie taking girls, yeah. whatever. And I just, I'm so happy that you have a supportive partner because it really does make a world of a difference. It does. And it's great that he's super supportive about it. He's he's all about
1: like, you know, the world is shifting to online now. So we kind of need to be on that as well. And it's it's great that he's supportive because I I actually don't really talk about my social media with my friends, like my core group of friends, the people that I actually know in real life, we don't actually talk about it. So it's great to have somebody in my life to, to talk about it with, because there are struggles as well than the ups. And yeah. So it's great having him with me.
0: Yeah. So I want to touch on something you said there about like, not really talking about it with your friends. Is that like a choice that you're making or is it like they just wouldn't understand or like, yeah.
1: Totally. Um, I don't know if it's um, It's definitely not a choice that I'm making. It's just a topic, I guess, that hasn't really come up. And I guess when we're around each other, no one really asks me questions about it. Like I, I've I, some friends are pretty good at it. They'll help me with taking pictures and stuff like that. But for the most part, no one has really asked me questions about, you know, how does that work? Or, you know, how did you get that brand collab? Or like, are you making money from it? Just like any questions about social media, to be, to be honest. But
0: yeah, I don't, I don't know. Right. So do you think, cause like, I know for me when I started out and my parents have always been very supportive, like my family, my friends, well, I think that my circle kind of shifted when I kind of started my own business and got into content creation. I still definitely have my core people. And even though they don't necessarily fully understand, I know they're supportive. They come out to all my events. They like, they're always supportive and they always comment and all the things. But, you know, there was a period of time where I first started, my parents didn't really understand, especially like my mom, because I was a teacher first, that was like my, you know, stable career. And it's not that I left teaching to be a content creator, because I was not making money doing that at all. But I just knew like, okay, I'm not happy. This is what I want to do. I don't know how it's going to come to fruition, but it's going to. Obviously, fast forward to now, I have a social media agency, I don't have to work my nine to five. But in the beginning, my mom was very like, Oh, I don't know. like my best friend at the time was like, mm, is social media going to be sustainable? Like how realistic is that? So do you feel like you've had that from your friends and family? And if so, has it been challenging?
1: Um, it's right now it's um, not something that I would consider doing full time. Um, my mom, she's only on Facebook. I don't even think she understands what I'm doing.
0: <laughs> she'll right. Comment,
1: she'll comment on my photos and say it's beautiful and stuff. It's, it's really <laughs> nice to see that. Um, but if I, I guess if I had the choice to make it a full time, uh, career, I think my friends would be super supportive of that. Yeah. If it's something that I want to do, um, I don't think there would be any, you know, doubts about it or anything. So yeah, I think they would still be supportive.
0: That's so nice. And I think like too, because you're still working full time, I feel like you probably wouldn't feel that pressure right now. And I think that's amazing. I also think like it's okay to not want to pursue it full time. Like there's this huge misconception that you have to leave your nine to five. Otherwise, what are you doing? But it's like, no, what if I want to do this for fun? And what if, you know, content creation full time, the idea of that doesn't feel as joyful anymore. Like, is that kind of where you are? Do you feel like you want to work towards content creation full time? Yeah. So I've talked
1: about this with a few other uh, influencers or content creators. And right now for me, it's not something I would want to pursue at the moment, um, I feel like I'm enjoying doing it casually because it's a creative outlet. But I I, I am scared that if I do full time that I'm going to lose that the, the allure of do, like doing it. I don't want it to feel like a job. Right. Like I don't want to feel um, like it's going to be more work than it is right now because it is it is a lot of work. So mm-hmm. I can't imagine being full time and just being on my phone a lot. For so sure. I'm already on my phone quite a bit. <laughs> So I can't imagine being on my phone for for that long. Um, But, you know, those who decide to do content creation full time, like kudos to them. Like, it's pretty cool to see if you can make money from social media. Like, why not?
0: For sure. But I just I love that you're so honest about it because, again, people have that one track mindset where it's like, okay, you've got to do this full time. And if you're not, you're failing. But I think it's beautiful to like have something that you really enjoy, whether or not you're getting you know, gifted collaborations, paid, whether it's just, you're getting to meet awesome people, you're creating community, you find another circle of friends that are like-minded. You know, I think there's something so wonderful about that because why does everything have to be monetizing at the most? Like, why does everything have to turn into a career? Like, I think we should have hobbies and interests and things that we do for fun. Like, I know that I'm no good at singing whatsoever, but I will belt it out in the shower and I am not ever going to monetize off of it. But like, you know, we have to do those things.
1: (laughs) I agree with you 100%. Like it's so important to have your own um, hobby as like, you know, if you're in a relationship, it's, it's super important to do your own things aside from, you know, being a girlfriend or being a wife or being a mom. Like I think it's super healthy to have all these different interests that you're, that you want to do in life and meet new people and, you know, have conversations with different cultures, um, different people, different wh- whatever that people are doing, business owners and stuff like that. So it's super important for me, at least to have that identity of being multi, you know, what's the word? I don't know what the word I'm looking multi-passionate. for. Multipassionate. There you go.
0: <laughs> yeah. passionate. It's so true. And I also want to touch on something you said about just like, meeting new people and experiencing different things. I think it's so healthy to have several different, you know, friends who serve your relationship and make you happy in different ways. Right? Like we hear this all the time. We talk about relationships. Like your partner is not going to be everything for you because you're not everything to anyone. Like you can't be right. So I think it's so healthy to have Friends who are into content creation, and then your other friends who are not at all and into different things that you're into because you're never going to have another person who's into the exact same things as you and doesn't like the exact same things as you. I think that's like so healthy and good for you as an individual, good for you as your partner, and just overall like wholesome. <laughs> I'm totally feeling this conversation right now. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> right? I knew yeah. we were going to be a vibe. Like, even honestly, when I asked you to be part of the pod, I'm like, okay, I kind of know like what we're going to talk about, but also I feel like it's just going to vibe and take on a life of its own. I just, I I very heavily operate off of energy and I just like kind of knew, and we have only, we've connected in person like twice. I don't even count my event because I talked to you for 30 seconds and then working together with Bra Bar was also like very like work related. We didn't really get to talk, right? <laughs> yeah,
1: that's so funny because when I went to your event, we...
0: Uh... <laughs> You're
1: like, like we've met before, right? I'm like, no, we haven't met yet. <laughs> 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 I know you I'm like getting so ahead of on myself. Instagram, but it's 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 that's another thing. Like I wouldn't have met you. I wouldn't have been on the podcast if I hadn't had social media. And social media is such a great way to meet new people. And you're right. Having different friends in your circle is so important. And my my friends offline are totally not into this world, which is totally fine, which is fine, right? But mm-hmm. I've met so many people who are like-minded with in terms of content creation and um, being creative and wanting to do photo shoots and all of that stuff. Like, I'm totally down for all of that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> for sure and that's one thing I really love about you is like you constantly put yourself out there you're always in the community you're putting yourself on the grid and speaking of which you just did that speaking engagement and you were sharing how nervous you were and then afterwards how great you felt so do you want to like dive into that a little bit tell everyone what it was how you felt all the things yeah oh my gosh
1: <laughs> I think it was a few weeks now um it was the wine woman well-being uh Winnipeg launch party um so they have one every month and they asked me to be a panelist on it and at first I was just you know I was super flattered that they would even want to ask me to be a panelist like what's so important about me that people want to hear me talk um <laughs> so it was just another thing that I had to talk to Derek and he's like why aren't you doing this again and it's just like are you scared <laughs> like I'm like yeah I'm super scared and he's like well I think this is going to be great for you you have so much to talk about um you just got to get put yourself out of your comfort zone and I was super nervous. Like I actually, they gave uh, us the questions ahead of time and I prepped all of my answers for each question, like to the T and then Derek would ask me the questions and I would practice it. Like I was actually on the panel, like, you know, but they threw me for a loop because they actually didn't ask me all the questions in that order.
0: Oh no! It drew
1: me for a loop, and it was only specific questions. So I'm just trying, like in my head, when I was sitting there, trying to think of all the answers that I was wanting to say. It it ended up being fine, but there (laughs) there there was so much that I wanted to say that I didn't get to say, and I'm like, damn it!
0: (laughs) Yeah,
1: (laughs) but it was it it was such a good experience for me. Um, Yeah, getting myself out of my comfort zone. I just I felt so amazing after because all the words of encouragement from everybody afterwards was like, you know, you did so great. You couldn't even tell that you were nervous. Like that was your answers were perfect and all that stuff. So I was like, okay, wow. I'm so glad I did it.
0: (laughs) That's so incredible. And I'm just like sitting here admiring you because that's not easy to do. And I also think just again, because you're doing this just to grow as a person is like so incredible. Like it's very clear that you're not doing this for any sort of gain necessarily, whether it's like reputation or financial or whatever it is, like you can tell that you're genuine. And again, there's nothing wrong to do things for gain. Like that's what networking is, but I just feel like you do everything in such a genuine way. Um, I'm curious to know, like, what were some of the questions and what did you not get to say
1: <laughs> oh my gosh well thank you I appreciate that um <laughs> oh my God. I can't even remember the questions anymore but it was it was centered around well-being and community yeah so it was kind of like on those on the topic of um you know how how do you I I, I can't even think of the questions
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's okay I just was like oh maybe you could say it now if you didn't get a chance yeah. to <laughs> Let me pull out my cue yeah. cards. <laughs> I literally pictured like when I was a kid and I had a presentation coming and my mom would sit in front of me and I'd like practice and read off my cue cards. That was how I pictured you and Derek. That's so cute. Oh my gosh. So he, he's the one who actually told me to make cue cards. And I was like,
1: I'm not going to make cue cards. I'm not going to sit up there like this. <laughs> you know? yeah. like, it's going to help you so much. So then I had my cue cards on my phone. I typed it on my phone and then I had my phone on my lap and I didn't even look at my phone once.
0: Wow. Good for you.
1: Yeah. So it was great. It was, I was with um, two other amazing women and they totally made me feel more comfortable. And it was just, it was a great atmosphere. It was very
0: intimate. And that's what I like. I love that. And was it like quite a large event or was it pretty intimate, medium size? Yeah, it was intimate. It was around, I think
1: maybe 50, less than 50. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So they're going to have one every month and, I highly suggest people going to it because you can meet a lot of different people from there. It's a great networking event.
0: Yeah, I want to really go to more in-person events. I feel like we've just been like inside for two years and I'm so ready. Like I want to go to all the conferences and all the community <laughs> events because yeah, like we've been very deprived of that. Um, do you feel like, because I guess really starting in 2018, like a big chunk of your content creation was during COVID. So how do you feel about that? Do you feel like COVID was maybe even beneficial? Cause I know you were working from home for a bit, right?
1: Yeah, I was working from home pretty much almost the whole full two years. Um, mm-hmm. I just started going back, um, a few weeks ago. Um, I don't, I, I feel like my, I feel like my content kind of shifted to more lifestyle around maybe that time. I was, mm-hmm. when I first started Instagram, it was actually more fashion focused. So it was at a whole different name and everything.
0: Oh, <laughs> I, don't really? know you,
1: I don't know if you remember, but it was um, Belisa style.
0: <laughs> oh my gosh. No, that's so cute
1: though. <laughs> yeah, So it was just more like fashion focused and I just wanted to post my cute outfits and stuff like that. Yeah, <laughs> But then I could, I knew I can sustain that. Um, I wasn't always buying like the hottest and newest trends. So it was something that I knew I wasn't going to be able to keep up with. And I think around that time, I possibly shifted to more lifestyle. So I was, you know, at home a lot. And what was I doing at home? And, you know, what was (laughs) I eating? And just like normal day-to-day stuff that people, I feel like people could relate to.
0: Yeah. And do you feel like the content creation side of it, like, do you feel like you were kind of granted more time to do it being at home or did you find it more challenging and you felt like kind of creatively blocked? Cause I've heard both from people and I've experienced both.
1: <laughs> yeah. I think I experienced both as well. Um, I think I had a little bit more time just because going to work, you know, it's the drive there, the walk to the office, the, it just takes up a lot of your time and you, try to be respectful to your colleagues and not be on your phone a lot. So I would just not be on my phone pretty much the whole eight, nine hours I was there. Um, but being at home, it was a little more relaxed. Like I still was able to get my work done, but I can, you know, not feel so bad being on my phone during my lunch hour. So um, that was great. But yeah, I did have a creative block as well because I mean, during COVID everyone I'm sure had their moments of, um, not feeling good about the world and what was happening at the time. And I think I took a lot of breaks during that time as well. Like social media detox is super important and not to be on your phone scrolling and consuming all of this negative stuff, I would say. And um, so during that time I did have to take some time off.
0: Yeah. And I think that's so important. And I think like, a social media detox is always necessary. It's interesting too, because I went to one of my friends' dinners at Earl's on Main, the new Earl's, which is so pretty. Um, but there were some people there who were kind of asking me like, oh, don't you feel exhausted being on your phone 24-7? And I'm like, honestly it's the weirdest thing ever to say because this is my legit full-time job is like doing social media for other people. And I also do content creation for myself, but I'm truly not really scrolling. If I'm scrolling, I'm doing market research. I'm looking for hashtags. I'm looking for trends, but I really don't. Well, okay. Obviously sometimes you do, but I really am super mindful of how much time I spend on the screen and just more focusing on like how I feel. And also just like, not refreshing the page to see how many likes or how much engagement I'm getting because I feel like that's something else that's so common too. So I love that you talked about, you know, social media detox, especially like during COVID, like you're right, there was so much heaviness happening and still happening, but especially during like 2020, 2021, like those were heavy years. So Mm -hmm. I think it's really good to just be aware, especially as a content creator, because you could easily get sucked into a black hole of being on there 24 seven.
1: Yeah, totally. And I think it kind of shifted more for me on what I posted and not just post because other people were posting it because that's what I was doing. And it didn't really align with like myself, right? So I didn't make me feel good. So I had to change my mindset on what I wanted to post and just kind of stay true to myself. And that really helped me a lot as well, because I was, it was during that time, I kept like, I guess, beginning of pandemic where I was like, everyone was sharing so much, right? Sharing so many different posts and memes and all of that. And it just got to the point where I was like, okay, I guess I should be doing this too. And then I was, after that, I was like, okay, I'm not doing that anymore. It didn't make me feel good. So I just had to just post what truly makes me happy.
0: And that's so important. I feel like there's so much pressure when you're putting yourself out there on social media that you have to speak on everything. And obviously I think we do have a responsibility as like good humans to talk about important things, but not every single important thing. And we have to also protect our own mental health. And I feel like that's something people don't understand. Even actually it was so funny when I was posting about my story time about like being kind of frustrated that I didn't receive proper care after surgery. I had someone come for me and be like, Oh, you know, you put yourself on social media. Therefore we can say whatever we want. I'm like, no, like, why are you just being a crappy human? Right. But I think it's like, it's so important to one, be honest with yourself and what you can actually handle Two, like, don't be a hero. You know, you come first at the end of the day and then just posting like, what truly makes you happy? Because I feel like you're then going to align with your ideal audience, people who genuinely connect with you, right? If you're not being authentic and you're posting performatively or you're doing something because it's trendy and that's the only reason, then you're going to actually attract the wrong people and it's not going to feel good after a while, right?
1: Yes, exactly. I totally agree with you. Oh my gosh.
0: (laughs) And I think that's like kind of where I started seeing... Things for myself. Like, so I recently just started a page for Taylor Francisco Inc. for my social media agency because I was like, okay, like I own a business, but can I still post booty pics? Like, what's the vibe here? Like, <laughs> what do I do? Right. And I'm like, at some point, I feel like I kind of started getting lost in just like posting social media tips and posting about my business because obviously that's how we get clients. That's how my business grows. That's how I highlight my team, my amazing team. But I was like, where am I in this? Like, I'm totally getting lost. People don't even know that I'm spicy. People don't know that I have a sense of humor. Like, this is not it. And like, I remember too, specifically, having a conversation with a couple girls who I met online and then in real life and they're like oh I didn't know that you were kind of funny I'm like oh that's so sad you know like I want to just be able to post my true authentic self and I think that's something that you do so well which is why I knew we were gonna vibe like when I met you in person you were exactly who you are online and I think that's so important and a lot more I feel like it saves you energy right because if you're like putting on this facade then you kind of have two lives and (laughs) I just really admire how like honest you are and how yourself you are online. Oh my God. That makes me feel so good because I, I
1: (laughs) do always talk about being authentic and stuff and people can um, sense if you're being fake. Right. And especially Mm -hmm. if you're going to want to meet people in real life and what you're posting online is not really who you are. And then you're you're deceiving the other person essentially. So I I think it's super important to be authentic. And that means a lot to me that it's coming that way. Um, So yeah, I, it's funny because I don't actually talk a lot on my stories. <laughs> but I oh yeah, you of, don't. I don't talk a lot of my stories. I don't know why, but I just don't. It's just not my type of, you know, my cup of tea. But I talk a lot in person, and people are like, "Oh, you actually talk a lot." I'm like, "Yeah." I do.
0: <laughs> oh my gosh, I didn't even realize until you said that that most of your stories are like texts, like you writing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> which is amazing, and I think that's like so important because often, like. When I have coaching students, the first thing they'll say is like, I don't want to be in front of the camera, but I want to grow my business. And there's this huge misconception. I think that social media managers and coaches are doing a big disservice to people by saying, no, you have to be the face of your brand. You have to get in front of the camera. And I think there's a certain aspect of that that is important where, you know, people buy from people, people relate to people, they don't relate to logos necessarily. So there is a certain aspect, but if you're not feeling aligned with showing up on your story with your face and talking every day, that's fine. Like Look at the the impact that you've had, the community that you've created, you just spoke at this event and... Most of your stories is like text of you writing, but it's still exactly. so impactful. Like you can still communicate so effectively. And I it literally didn't even cross my mind until you said that.
1: <laughs> yeah. I, 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 it's so weird like having the camera in front of my face and then talking. The the very few times that I have done that, I had to re-record like 20 times. It took me way too long just to post <laughs> one story. I'm like, yeah, hey, I'm not doing this anymore. <laughs>
0: Good for you. And I think, like, there's just so much to be learned in this episode for anybody who's trying to start content creation, for anyone who's maybe feeling like, they're not being their authentic self. Like, I just think there's so many gems that you've dropped. And it's a very different perspective, again, with doing it for joy instead of to make it a career. And if you decide to make it a career, amazing. We'll all support you. But, you know, I think there's something to be said for just your perspective on everything. Um, speaking of that, though, we have worked together on a few projects now through Taylor Francisco Inc., I think, or at least just with existing collaborations with my clients. Um, obviously I've loved working with you. My clients have loved working with you. And I just wanted to ask and no pressure to say any of (laughs) our collabs, obviously, but what have been like your favorite collaborations so far or just like the coolest ones that maybe you weren't expecting?
1: Yeah. Um, I would say, okay, so I'm a huge supporter of local, obviously. Um, and one of them is the boutique Madabout Style, only because mm-hmm. I shopped there a lot before I even had my Instagram account. Um, so working with them was almost like a full circle, you know, moment. Just them asking me to, you know, do a photo shoot and you know trying on their clothes or whatever. That to me was like, holy crap! Is this really happening? Yeah. <laughs> so that was really cool. Um, and obviously any, any collaborations that I have with anyone in Winnipeg, to be honest, like any local business or photographers or makeup artists, like all of that, like, it's just so cool to me. Like, I'm super appreciative of all, all the people that I got to work with so far. Um, and yeah, I don't know. I just like, I love working and meeting new people in Winnipeg.
0: So I, w- yes. I would love to work with
1: you again. You're, you're a gem.
0: <laughs> oh, well, I would love to work with you definitely. And I think because my team is focusing more locally now. I mean, obviously we can take clients from wherever, but I feel like I'm personally just so excited to one, help help our community grow. Um, to just be able to connect in person. I feel like that's so fun. And obviously getting to like create video and photo content. So I will definitely be hitting you up. You're literally, I have a list of like local influencers and you're on there like right at uh, the top because awesome. you just always go above and beyond with everything. And like, there's never been a time where we've had a collaboration. I didn't use your photos. Like sometimes, oh you know, sometimes like, and it's not the influencer's fault, but maybe it's just a different vibe or I can tell maybe not as much effort was put in because maybe they have so many deadlines that month or whatever the case may be, but like yours are always on point.
1: Oh my God. <laughs> that that's that means a lot to me. And honestly, I don't know, if everyone needs to work with you because you are Aww. a hustler. That last time we were working together for Bra Bar. You were on your crutches and you had your phone and you're crutching around the store. I'm just like, what? Who who is this?
0: (laughs) Like that is a
1: hustler right there. She's getting shit done.
0: Oh, well, thank you so much for saying that. It's honestly so funny because (laughs) me hobbling around on my crutch. I'm just, we were talking about this off air. I'm kind of like, I'm at a point where I'm like, okay clearly I'm not walking yet and I'm not going to wait. Like I'm just going to do shit now, whether it means I'm hobbling on my crutches. And I think everyone's been really kind and very helpful. Like the models. So you and Allison were actually helping me and handing me stuff and I'm supposed (laughs) to be doing it. But I think just obviously I surround myself with amazing people such as yourself. So it's very easy. I think though, I learned my lesson. I was like, I need to tell people I'm on crutches because they're always shocked. And then they're like, Worry that their store is not accessible, which I'm fine, but I think I just need to, like, warn people so they don't feel bad. <laughs> oh, my gosh. And that was, like, dead
1: winter, too, or something like that. I remember there were snowbanks and stuff like that. Yes. Like, How are you How are you getting around?
0: Oh, my gosh. No, me and Glenn had to park, like, a few blocks down. We had to, like, go because I obviously can't hop a snowbag. It was just so crazy but honestly it's like those are the things that bring me joy and that's why like I'm so happy to be collaborating with people like you or just local brands as social media clients or influencer marketing like whatever it is because I just think like I think Winnipeg is finally we're kind of getting out there we're kind of getting on the map people are kind of noticing us people are kind of appreciating the city a little bit more I feel like growing up, I just heard a lot of people talk shit about Winnipeg, you know, or like complain about the weather, which like, okay, that's very valid. Our weather (laughs) sucks for a large chunk of the year. But I do just think like, I don't know, I've never, well, I don't want to say I've never, but as an adult, I have never hated on Winnipeg. And I think that's something cool that our community um, really brings to the table is like our love for the city and our love for local collaborations.
1: Yeah, I totally agree with you. I love I actually never really hated Winnipeg. I love living here. Um, I love the community, the music, the arts, all of that. There's so much stuff to do if you actually just get out and do it, right? But um, (laughs) and it's just like living here is just you have so much family, so much friends, so much memories, all of that. So it'd be really hard for me to actually move anywhere else to be honest.
0: Right. I feel the same way. I'm like, okay, I know for a fact I belong in California. Like that is where I want to be. It's sunny. I'm literally getting a sunshine tattoo on my finger tomorrow because (laughs) that's just my vibe. But I'm like, I'm gonna, I'm just gonna have to hustle so that I can have two properties. Like I will never be able to fully leave Winnipeg. And I just think too, like, considering possibly having kids in the future with Glenn, like I would want our parents to be very involved. I want like all my friends to be the most extra aunties and uncles to (laughs) our kids. And I just like, nothing beats the feeling of our Winnipeg community. Like, you know, if you're going to go out to a bar, a lounge, a club, a restaurant, any sort of Winnipeg event, a concert, you are going to see people. And I feel like that's very comforting. It's like small town vibes, but in a small city, you know? Yeah,
1: exactly. I love that. (laughs) Even just
0: getting my nails
1: done. I think I told you this, but getting my nails done and they're talking and they're talking about, you know, Taylor. And I'm like, any time with Taylor Francisco, like yeah, I'm like, <laughs> we're gonna hire her. I'm like, oh yeah, she's amazing.
0: <laughs>
1: Thank you so much. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, but it's, I love that. Like I love the small city vibes and you know, just it's 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 booming. I feel like it's booming and it's getting a lot better for sure.
0: Yeah. And I think like for me recently, like traveling to Vancouver and like just having been in bigger cities, I love that energy, but there's just nothing like coming home and feeling so comfortable. And like, you know, obviously the best way to grow is getting out of your comfort zone. But when it comes to home, there's just, there's always going to be a safe place in your heart for Winnipeg if you're from here, in my opinion.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I know. Yeah, I agree with you. There's so many people that shit on it, but I absolutely love Winnipeg. I love living here.
0: Yeah, me too. I think, well, okay, I wouldn't say I love living here, especially after this winter. Um, (laughs) It was like questionable and the potholes and things like that. But overall, I would say that I do love being from Winnipeg.
1: Yeah, the potholes can go.
0: (laughs) Yeah, the potholes can go. They're like sinkholes. It's not even (sighs) potholes at this point. No. There was... Glenn and I were driving down Keniston and there was literally a huge pothole like the size of our apartment and then five cars lined up all with flats. And I was like, I really hope MPI is covering this. Like, this is nuts. Like, <laughs> so crazy. It's but insane, yeah. My last question for you is what advice would you give anybody who wants to step into content creation but is unsure or is scared? Like, what would you tell them?
1: Um, I would say just go for it. I mean, there's a lot of people that say, you know, pick your niche, um, all of that, but it's really hard to know exactly what your niche is. If you don't really start posting, like post whatever you like, post, you know, your recipes, your, whatever you're making, what, like the clothes you wear, I don't know, something, whatever makes you happy, just post it. And whatever fuels that happiness, just keep kind of stick with that, I guess. Um, And mostly engage with people, like engage with your audience always. Like I try to, my best to uh answer all of my comments and and do it in a more authentic way like i know you know time of time is really hard and putting the time to comment authentically takes a lot of time too so people kind of just put like emojis but if you really (laughs) want to which is fine but like if you really want to have an engaged audience you're going to have to put a little bit more effort into your responses and you know engage with their um account as well and actually authentically read what they're writing and maybe you'll build a connection that way and you know if you see something on on someone's stories that resonate with you comment on it and have a conversation like in dms and you meet a lot of people that way as well
0: Yes. Those are great pieces of advice. I feel like we forget that it's called social media. So we're supposed yeah. to engage, we're supposed to comment, we're supposed to be in each other's DM. So I love that. Super valuable. Thank you so much for being here today, for dropping all those gems and just for like giving people so much to grasp onto. Again, this different perspective that I feel like isn't talked about as much. So where can people find you? How do we work with you for brands wanting influencer marketing? <laughs> I'll just say, uh, contact Taylor. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) I got you.
1: (laughs) No. Um, well thank you so much for having me. Um, you can find me on Instagram at bellaria underscore. Um, that's basically the only place that I'm going (laughs) to stay because that's the only place that I'm usually on.
0: Amazing. Well, thank you so much again for being here. If you guys want to hang out with me, you already know where to find me. I'm at Taylor Francisco and at tiny moments podcast on Instagram. We also have our new business page at Taylor Francisco Inc. So if you want any social media tips or you just want to see what's going on behind the scenes in the biz, definitely check it out. And we will see you Mondays at 7am central time. Bye.